Today is Ash Wednesday, of course you know. For us, this means that today we fast. Today we receive ashes upon our heads and remind us of our sinfulness. And for us, this may seem enough, but we miss out on the original purpose of Ash Wednesday. If we were alive, say, 600 years ago or more, our Mass would have looked a little different today. Traditionally, on Ash Wednesday, those who were guilty of grave or public sins would appear today in the cathedral before the bishop. Their heads would be shaved. They would be given sackcloth garments to wear. And they would be escorted out of the church where they remained for 40 days until Holy Thursday when they would be readmitted to the church and absolved of their sins. And all along, they would pour ashes over their heads. And that puts a sort of different meaning to Ash Wednesday. All sorts of people underwent this rite of public penance. Twice did the Emperor Charlemagne go through it for his own sins. And then during these 40 days of the season of Lent, which we begin today, the rest of the faithful would pray for these people, these penitents, by fasting for them day and night, every day. And this wasn't the easy fast rules that we have now. They were not allowed to eat meat or eggs or cheese for 40 days. And in some way, I find it regrettable that our Lenten season, our Lenten regulations are far less severe today than they were, not because I want to see people go through this intense ritual, but because we've lost sight of how important it is that we take real measures to overcome our sins in our lives. In the season of Lent, the church is commanding us to enter into spiritual warfare against sin. We prayed for the success of that battle at the beginning of this Mass when I said, Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. War is not a thing for the weak. Our enemy does not sleep. He is ever crafting ways to harm us. All his thought is bent on our destruction, and he will not hold back anything he can launch at us. St. Padre Pio teaches us that our enemy is like a rabid dog on a chain. Keep him at distance, he says. If you approach too near, you let yourself be caught. Remember that the devil has only one door to enter your soul, your will. If we remember, if we remember, if we try to win this battle, we must train our will and arms ourselves with spiritual weapons. And those weapons are outlined by our Lord in the gospel today. The first is almsgiving. To strengthen the will, we must con- convince ourselves that there is nothing on earth which we require or which we should be bound to. The one who is able to give freely away from what he has practices both charity and humility. Charity because we show love towards the other. And humility because we affirm there is something else greater than us. Someone else in greater need than us. But to be fruitful, our almsgiving must be done in secret and without any hope of reward. Often when we think of giving alms, we focus on giving money or food to some charity. But there are far simpler things which will strengthen our will. We can give alms by tolerating something about another person, offering to listen to music in the car that we dislike when we know our guest prefers it, 
or spending time with those people who ask it of us, even when they annoy us. Remember, the goal is not charity for charity's sake. We are arming ourselves against sin by training the will to desire the good of the other over the good of our own. The second weapon is prayer. And not merely prayer, but prayer in secret. What is the major difference between public and private prayer? It isn't that public prayer is wrong. We pray publicly all the time. We are right now in the Holy Mass. But our prayer in private is a true expression of our desire for God. No one who prays in private has anything to gain other than God. Private prayer is one of our greatest weapons against the enemy because it is in private when we feel most safe that he he tends to attack us the worst. He wants ownership over our private lives, but he cannot have it if we offer it to God. The third weapon is fasting. A word about fasting. The church still earnestly commends us to fast. We are only bound to fast on this day, Ash Wednesday, and on Good Friday. But fasting, when we are not bound to fast, is of even more value to us than those days that we have to fast. Fasting is different than giving up a candy bar or not eating meat on Fridays. These are practices of abstinence when we refrain from one thing for a period of time. Fasting has to do with giving up something that has the ability to satisfy us. At the base minimum, we consume one full meal and two smaller meals during the day. But if we're capable, we should go further. Our fasting should be felt if it's to produce effects within us. And why is that? Because in order to be open to receive the Lord, we must feel empty. And our physical emptiness prompts us towards a spiritual receptivity. And so the Lord commands us today through the mouth of the prophet Joel, return to me with your whole heart with fasting and weeping and mourning. Going to the Lord with our whole heart requires a self-emptying. And this is different than simply giving away things as it is with almsgiving. Fasting, self-denial, means refraining from even those things which are necessities to us. Not to the point that we're injured, but that there's a real intentionality to it. What we feel when we fast is a natural desire towards something that our body has grown accustomed to, such as food, at certain times during the day. But on a spiritual level, when we become accustomed to sinful habits, we feel that same pull every day. So our physical hunger can help awaken to us to the dependency that we have on our sinful habits as well. And this is the real meat of our Lenten discipline. We have to do all things we can to root out sin in our lives. No one has ever been able to simply pray away their sins. And so we have to starve it out. But if we're weak and not able to endure a momentary absence of food, How can we endure the attacks of our enemy, who sets out with each new day with an arsenal against us? Lent is about instilling a real change within all of us, because we're not victorious yet. We all fall short. One of my favorite authors, Father Jacques Philippe, writes, The person God loves with the tenderness of a father, the person he wants to touch and transform with his love, is not the person we had liked to be or ought to be, It's the person we are. 
That is the person we need to engage in battle this Lent, the person we are. Not who we pretend to be, not who we wish to be, but who we are.